Hello and welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries. Today we're doing a podcast in Boxing Burn, Santa Monica. We've got with me, sitting next to me here, Glenn, Mr. Six Figure Homes. Glenn, how's it going, mate? It's going good. I'm a little sore. Just done the uh, Onyx Kettlebell certification this weekend, two days of that. So, yeah. But I'm excited for this one. Talk a bit of uh, boxing and fitness. It's going to be good. Yeah, and Kevin Watson, co-owner of Boxing Burn, founder, stood, stood businessman, stood everything. How's it going, Kev? It's going good. Ready to uh, tell everybody about the amazing things that boxing can do for you. So, as some of you may know, some of you may not know, uh, me and Kevin, we opened this boxing gym, Boxing Burn, Santa Monica, just over four years ago now. But before that, we were working on the Santa Monica Bluffs on the beach, uh, teaching people boxing for donations only. And boxing uh, is a very... Uh, addictive work are we going to talk about the benefits of boxing a day and from down at the beach with a few people we've went from that to this gym to the other gym in Brentwood where you've all seen and then we've created a certification program uh, and boxing's just really blew up in in general in the fitness industry and uh, it's one of the benefits of being in LA I think and you can all agree with this I'm sure you will is that Fitness is a part of people's lives out here. They go to work, they eat, they sleep, and they work out. Yeah. Just about everyone in LA, that's part of the lifestyle. So we're teaching boxing to all these people who, who want to who wanna get fit and keep in shape and part of the lifestyles. It's as common as just getting up and brushing your teeth, isn't it, over here? Yeah. It's just, like you said, it's just part of the lifestyle. People just make it a lifestyle. It's not like a... I mean, fitness trends come and go in the city, I think, or just like they do anywhere, but um, no matter what the trend is, they're on it. They're, right. they're doing it, whether it's spin or, you know, boxing or Pilates, whatever. Um, people in this city work out. I think it's a prerequisite before you move here. If you don't work out, you don't belong here kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've, got, you've got to be fat. I mean, fit. You've got to be fat. <laughs> you've got to be fit. You've got to be fit. You can't be fat. Uh, uh, so... Yeah, I mean, even where we are now in the heart of Santa Monica, I bet within a mile radius, I'm guessing there would be six, ten gyms. There's lots of these little boutique gyms. And then go five mile radius, there's hundreds of gyms. There's gyms on every other corner in LA. So today's podcast is about boxing and the benefits of boxing. Why is, Kevin, I want to ask you first, Ke mm -hmm. why is boxing uh, so popular now? And what, what is the benefits of boxing? Uh, well, I think there's a back, well, to address the first question, why is it so popular? I think a lot of people just want to get out of that normal routine where you go to the gym and, and you sit on a machine, you do 10 reps, you go to the next machine, do 10 reps, and you know, you're always trying to increase your weight. It's just people are, are kind of over that. It's a little too mundane and boring. And, uh, you know, sure, you can get results from that, but it's, it's, you know, it's not, it's not something that's captivating and really, uh, you know, makes you want to keep coming back. You know, I, I think yeah. for boxing, uh, you know, you're learning, you're acquiring a new skill um, and you're getting in shape uh, and it's fun. And, and I think for a lot of people, is, I mean, working out in general can be a stress reliever, but when you get to come in here and, 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 and you know, hit the bags, hit the pads, and it's something that is really uh, beneficial for a lot of people because they, they sit at their desk all day or they, you know, they have to deal with their coworkers or the, their superiors at, at work and they're, you know, they're pissed off and frustrated about something. But when they come in here and they can hit or kick something for a little while, then 
that goes a long ways for them. You know, we've all got a little bit of aggression in us, uh, whether you want to admit it or not. But, you know, it's, it's a good, healthy way to get it out. Yeah. Uh, and like you hit on it there a little bit, it's a stressful even. We get out a lot. People have been working all day and they want get, to get, get it out. And mm-hmm. uh, it's like, a, and I don't know if you've got a T-shirt made or you're going to get a T-shirt made seeing that boxing's a, what's it, cheaper than therapy? Yes. Cheap, and unless you're working with Glenn Holmes, then it's yeah. These prices, you know, you're better off getting therapy because he's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll provide the therapy in the session as well. Boxing it, plus it. therapy. We, we, <laughs> it's, we provide both services. We're not yeah. licensed to be therapy. <laughs> but that's kind of, I mean, that's going to a different subject. We'll come on that a bit about how, how we are like that when we're doing personal training. Sure. But before that, bo- boxing is for everyone, really. Sure. Like, like all ages, all sizes. We've got kids in here five years old to... That lady you were training before, uh, sure. how old was she? I think she, she was like 72, 73. 72, hitting the mitts with Kevin. She loved it. She she loved it and she was doing good. And that's what people say. You don't get old because you stop working out. You get... Someone that's exactly it. what they say. <laughs> I think it's... You you you, you, grow, you grow old... or You don't grow old when you... When you uh, what was it? You don't stop working out because you get old. You get old because you stop yeah, working out. Yeah, that's it. I use that quote all the time as well. I've always got to think about it. I never thought, I never thought about it then. And another thing that you touched on, Kevin, it's how addictive boxing is because now you're not just going to the gym, lifting weights and counting your reps or your trainers, not just counting your reps there. Or you're getting better at running on a treadmill. You're actually getting good at a sport and getting good at something. And I tell everyone, especially when it's the first time, every single time you, you box you get better and better and better, like much better and you can see the difference, especially mm. for a beginner. Mm. You, you get like twice as good after the second time and twice as good again after the third time, you just mm. get better and better. And, and not only the skill level, I mean, we see people coming in, we've been coming in for six months, a year or whatever, their uh, body composition changes so much. The people that first come in, first two or three classes, you look at their body, six months down the line, it's insane. The people that have stuck with it and they're here three, four times a week, loving it, putting their, their time in, burning the calories, pushing themselves in classes. It's crazy to see the, the changes in people's I, I just uh, like this, bodies. see right here and right now, we're not doing this podcast to try and sell people on coming to Box and Burn because we're really not. The classes are busy, the, the gym's booming, business is good anyway. We're we telling you this because it's true and we're not bullshitting. It really is. Where, right? Wherever you are in the world, try and find a boxing yeah. and fitness gym near you. Well, it's, I mean, think and about it. There's, it there's another boxing gym that's about to open up down the road. There's been three or four that have opened since we've started. Uh, you know, I think it just shows you how... how how big the, the, the fitness boxing has really, really grown. But if you are in West Delhi and you yeah, do yeah, want yeah, to come yeah, yeah. to Boxing, <laughs> <laughs> um, 1654 Lincoln Boulevard. Uh, just to go back to what you said, Kev, before about people used to think of going to the gym after work as sitting on a machine in a, in a corporate gym or whatever and they'd be bored and they wouldn't want to go back. I think within the last 10 years, uh, everyday gym goers, I think they've always kind of not enjoyed that experience. But now they've got more options to, to do things, but they're becoming more educated as well. That mm-hmm. That's probably not the best and quickest way to get results too. There's the, the onits popping up and, and, and Spin and Soul Cycle and us and other boxing and fitness gyms and different, and, and you know, like the, the hip hop workouts you see like on Melrose or whatever. There's different um, subcultures of fitness popping up, especially in this There's city. so many. Well, I think a big reason uh, for that is, is these big, 
um, commercial gyms, the Equinox is, I mean, Equinox is clearly doing well, but, uh, you know, the Planet Fitnesses and the, the Goals gyms, they're all kind of on their way out. And so these smaller, more boutique gyms are able to um, come in that are really community-oriented, but not only are they community-oriented, they, they have their own niche and they can kind of do and, and really help and, and kind of thrive in one, one particular area, whether it's dancing, whether it's spinning, whether it's boxing, whether it's jujitsu or whatever. You know, it's those smaller boutique gyms are really making that, I think, I think uh, more, more uh, popular. And one thing about what you've just said there, you name all these different things, is, I mean, we, can, we should do another podcast on this talking about the, the business side of, of the fitness industry is yeah. what, where I think a lot of gyms go wrong is they try and do all of them exactly, things yeah. under one roof. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Right? And right. another podcast that we, were, that we were talking about doing as well is seeing why, why Box and Burn is like In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out Burger, all it really does is burgers and it's the best, the best burgers you'll get, right? It's like Box and Burn. All, all we ever do is boxing. We don't try and do spinning or yoga or any of yeah. all the bullshit. Right. What all these other gyms do so the, the OK at all of them, but they're not experts. Right. Where Stick to again, what you know. I mean, I, again, don't know, I, I don't know anything about yoga. I don't know anything yeah. about Pilates. But again, this is not a sales pitch, but that's why we are the best at what we do. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to talk real without trying to be salesmen. You right. know what I mean? The, the common theme, well, it's because I think we, we've been here since day one. You know, you, you, you both on, on it. I've been here with you since the beginning. We're, I think we're just really proud of what we've achieved and accomplished or, and what we are a, a, achieving. So it comes out naturally that because we like enjoy it, talking about it. I mean, it's not going to come across as salesy. We just, we just love talking about it because we're passionate and proud of what's, what's happened. Um, the common theme, going back to what you said, Kev, about the, the different um, types of workouts, I think the common theme out of all of those is that they're, they're fun workouts. Sure. That people are having fun doing it. So it's like right. they're not thinking... I mean, they, they probably are thinking it's hard, but they're not thinking, God, kill me, get me out of here, I just want to get home. Mm-hmm. They're in the moment for that hour or half hour, whatever, during that class or that session. They're in the moment, and that's a really hard thing to, to get, or it has been typically over the last 15, 20 years as far as working out goes, because most people coming in out of shape, working out, it's hard, you know, that feeling of like, oh, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to be dizzy, you know what I mean? Right. So we're putting some fun into it. So people aren't really thinking of, how they're feeling when they're doing it. They're just enjoying concentrating, yeah, focus, hitting the pads or bike thing. or whatever. If you're having a boring workout, you're going to get boring results. If yeah, you have yeah. an exciting workout, you're going to get exciting results. Definitely. Even beyond that, though, I think it's the people and the, the personalities and like, to go back to the community of, it, of, of these smaller boutique gyms in particular, I think how strong our community is. Everybody <clears throat> that comes here, they, we can hold them accountable because we know who they are individually. We're not, we're not in this massive gym where there's 10,000 members and we know, you know, 10 or 15 of them. We, we pretty much know every single member yeah. that comes in here. If we don't know you, we will know you yeah, eventually. Right. And, and, and with that comes accountability and, and just enjoying being here. You, you know, when you walk in here, like maybe you're tired and you're not, you're not feeling up to it, but you start seeing the familiar faces, the music's going, people are, you know, encouraging you and getting you going. I think that that is just a testament to that smaller boutique style gym that, that I think is becoming really successful. Yeah. So the main benefits of boxing, let's talk about the actual benefits. Of, I mean, Got it. You, people think that boxing is just, you just work on your arms and your shoulders and you're going to get big and bulky. But boxing, you know, you're going, you, it's a full body workout. You're working, you're engaging your core. Every time you throw a punch, you're engaging your core. Legs. You're working your legs. Yeah. I think 
is there any muscles on your body? Can you think of any muscles on your body that you don't work at? Well, has your ears got muscles in? Because that's It's just cartilage. <laughs> so is there any muscles on your body that boxing doesn't work out? I'm just, I mean, you even work on muscles on your face because you're... <laughs> well, I, no. Is your sausage not. your muscle? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends what girls are here, but you know, you might be working yourself. No. <laughs> no, but seriously though, is there a muscle on your body that boxing doesn't work out? I'm thinking, no. <laughs> it's like, mean, <laughs> the greatest question I've ever heard. Ernie, it's your sausage, your muscle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Is it? Your tongue? Nah. So, I mean, boxing, like, let's get back to it. It's a full body workout, right? It, it is. is. It is. Yeah. Uh, everything, everything from, from the floor all the way up. And I think the biggest muscle, if you want to call it this, <laughs> your biggest muscle is what? <laughs> Your, your brain. That's what I was going to say. It's right. very, it's so cerebral, right? Boxing, yeah. A lot of people don't, don't uh, really think about it, but boxing is so cerebral because when you're in the ring and you're Cere cerebral, cerebral, you're using your brain, before. using your brain. Yeah. yeah. Um, where was I? Going? Yeah, you are. I mean, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. using your brain because you're thinking <laughs> like, all the time. You're doing new combinations, new punches. If you're working with a trainer on the mitts, you've got to, you've got to react to these calls fast, especially if it's like something like a a roll where you're rolling underneath the arm or you're going to get hit in the face. So yeah. it's really using your brain and switching on. Yeah, just reactionary. And then, you know, to, to you know, talk about that even a little bit more is uh, with the uh, the Parkinson's classes, Rocksteady. Uh, right. You know, it, uh, yeah, they use it for motor control and, and all of that. But, you know, even exercise in general, but in particular, I think with boxing and something um, I've read a little bit about is, is just with Alzheimer's in general, is just using your brain in that way in a new way and learning these new mechanics and not just using your right hand but using your left hand and, and kind of right. getting that, that cross between in, in your brain uh, and those those signals firing you know yeah. it's a really really powerful thing I just, think just your, your motor brain. skills are naturally going to decline with age anyway right exactly so you know it's testament to what Tony was saying before that we got you know people 50 60 plus coming in and mm -hmm. it's imagine what it's doing for their brains keeping them sharp yeah yeah. yeah, I feel like people, a lot of people don't even come in for the, that's the, like for the results or for the brain or, or, or for the body. It's more for, because they love it and right. they enjoy it and they get addicted to it because yeah. it's such an addicting workout. Totally. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Kev, I don't know, Kev, you've got a list of other benefits we've got there, right? Sure, sure. Uh, well, going back to the brain health, uh, you know, it's, it's good because it increases that blood flow to your brain. Uh, you know, which which promotes uh, you know new blood vessels and brain cells, but then it also I think helps increase focus uh, and sleep. So, and those those kind of work off of each other. But if you can come in here and you can learn these new skills and learn these combinations, and you can focus while all this music is going on and all these other people are going on, it really strengthens your brain power to focus in on something. Uh, but it also allows you to sleep better. You go home, you, you know, you feel you get that stress stress relief you're not thinking about the things during the day that that really bugged you and, and you know those things aren't running through your mind you, you feel relief after that, that exercise yeah. and, and um you know punching things and working out sweating working hard you're going to sleep better again which is also good again going to increase focus and discipline um and discipline in particular with with your with your diet which we talked a little bit about last last week uh but yeah i think all of those things you know stress and anxiety tension relief uh, it increases your, your confidence. I know we're, we're yeah. hitting more on the mental side of things, right. but, uh, you know, I think the physical things are, physical side of things are a little bit more obvious, but mentally, um, I think these are some of the advantages that, that boxing has over maybe 
some other more traditional styles of exercise. Yeah, if I could draw a line under all those what that you listed and I've put them, the, the thing that they probably all lead to is going to be, I'd say productivity is just going to go mm-hmm. yeah. right through the roof, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, increased sleep, increased focus. That's all going to lead to increased productivity in whatever walk of life you're in. Yeah, increased life. And, and I think people think, I mean, this is going to be a weird for me to say because I'll, I'll retire from boxing with injuries. But when people think about boxing, they think about getting punched in the head. And you've just said about brain health as well. You, you don't think that it's going to be good for your brain because when you think about, oh, I'm going to do a boxing class, first thing you think, oh, I'm going to get punched in the head. Yeah. But when you're doing boxing for fitness, <clears throat> again, it's not a sales pitch, but like we do here at Boxing Burn, uh, it, we wrap your hands, you uh, wear big gloves. It's, it's a very safe workout compared to CrossFit and other workouts like that, you know? And it's, it's, um, it's not going to say it's hard to get injured, but we rarely get people getting injured through the actual boxing, right? right? Sure. So, I mean, like I say, it's, it's funny for me to see that because I retired from boxing with injuries, but that was completely different. But you're punching foreheads, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> a little bit harder than the heavy bags. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. And Glenn, you've, because Glenn writes a, a blog on his website, glennworms.net. Uh, he couldn't afford the .com, so he got the .net. <laughs> Seems Kev, I think, right? Uh, some some bastard, man. He bought that shit. I'm not so into that yeah, .com shit. Hunt him down. <laughs> so Glenn writes a, a blog, and it's very well written, and uh, he always sends it to me. He checked his grammar before he posted it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, because my grammar's terrible. But uh, I know you've done one on box, Boxing Benefits, then you've got a few, a few more. I mean... Yeah, I posted this a while ago, um, and I just I started off by talking about what is boxing for fitness, and it was kind of same as what you were saying a minute ago about how the first thing that people think of when they hear the word boxing is I'm going to get punched in the head or a, a contact sport, which obviously it is. Well, I think what we've done really well at here is trying to merge the two where you're, you're getting the feel of real boxing without getting punched right. or the physical damage from it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why we've kind of been successful is because up until what we did i mean i'm sure there was probably other gyms doing it but i think feel like we've excelled at is uh we've before then it was just cardio box was kind of high knees on the spot punching out on a heavy bike and there was no real boxing technique or real thought to real boxing moves or the sport if that makes sense so i think we've kind of tied the two together and created a happy medium which has uh done really well but um so i talked about that a bit that a bit about that on the blog just um, the, the improved circulatory health, which Kev touched on before about increased what? blood flow to so the brain. Again, the what? Increased circulatory health. So you're going to have better blood flow. You're going to, you know, just because it's a high intensity workout. Right. Um, improved blood flow, it's going to put a little bit of pressure on your heart and lungs and, and build your, your cardiovascular system. Um, so that's that was the first one that I touched on in, in the blog. And then just it, the enhanced power and muscular endurance due to repetitive nature of throwing punch and punch and punching all over and over again your muscular endurance is going to go through the roof first couple of times you come in you might be gassed after hitting the heavy bike for 30 right. seconds give it two three months and you can do a three minute round no problem do you know what's funny about what you just said there you get gassed when you come in it's normally men that get gassed because men come in the gym and they try and punch as hard as the can. it's like yeah. <laughs> This is one of the most fascinating discussions for me. And the hold the breath where women come in and it's more like... And women pick it up much faster than men. 
the the gulf between how quickly men, the women who come in pick it up and the and the men is it's mind blowing. I think us men try harder. I think they come in with a lot of attitude, thinking right. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to smash this place to pieces. Right. I'm like, you know, I'm have got to man the eyeballs. I'm going to punch the shit out of this guy. <laughs> and it, like after ten seconds, they're, they're just gone. Um, but yeah, like you said, the, the the women that come in are just really relaxed. They're way more athletic about things. They've got naturally better coordination. It's a pattern that I've seen over the last three or four years. It's just it's insane. Right. When teaching boxing as well, it's. It's funny because one of the hardest things to teach people to do, you know what I want to say? Breathe. Breathe. Yeah. Breathe. You know, you'd think it was easy, but not to breathe. To exhale. It takes Every a lot of practice to that punch. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, along those lines, I was one of the benefits would just be um, aerobic capacity. And, and, you know, it's interesting. I, I know Glenn can talk probably more about this, but we've had a lot of people that come in marathon runners or half marathon runners or, or these endurance right. athletes that want to use boxing as a way to <clears throat> learn to breathe better to get breathe, better breathing patterns and increase that lung capacity and another one was and i'm i don't Glenn, i don't think you knew her but uh tony you probably remember her uh Montana roberts the, the jazz player the yeah. saxophonist oh yeah uh, like world-renowned saxophonist she she was telling me something that's pretty fascinating is is jazz players in general you know that play in wind instruments it's kind of this long history of them um doing boxing to help increase that lung capacity because you know you're sitting there blowing in that instrument for hours at a time and it was she was she was saying that this they've been doing this for years well, uh, boxing boxing jazz jazz players oh, yeah. or wind instrument yeah. players in, in general because it, it's so it increases that lung capacity so so um yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, <laughs> we're talking about musicians. Another yeah. one who uh, I used to train, Glenn trains him all the time now, is Travis Barker. Mm -hmm. Travis plays the drums, and you and just Steve. think how, how beneficial boxing is for a drum player. You know, throwing them hands out, throwing them nonstop all the time. And, and I'm sure Tr Glenn will agree, Travis is the fittest person that I've ever trained. He's, he's the only person that I've seen that finds it well, not, he doesn't find it easy, obviously he finds it challenging, but he's the only person who can handle that level of intensity for 45 minutes to an hour without stopping. I've, I've never seen anyone be able to do it. Even, even someone who's ready to fight 12 rounds, like his endurance is ridiculous. But if you think about it, if you're playing drums in the style that he plays and which is you know, super high intensity, a lot of movement... Um, and really putting a show on. You're doing that two hours, two and a half hours a night for three, four months straight. Yeah. Getting on the mitts for 45 minutes isn't going to be. I watched those videos you put those live or, or those videos you post on Instagram. I just cannot believe the intensity at which he plays those drums at it's a concert crazy. for what that 90 minutes to two hours straight. Yeah. You're doing that. Well, it's I spoke insane. to him a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, I, I, have, "Have you been feeling?" He's like, oh, "I've been doing a lot more strength work, but I feel I'm starting to feel tired. Yeah, I need to box to keep loose and sure. fast. Sure." So he was talking about that, but he was like, uh, uh, on tour last summer, he was like, I was breaking more sticks than I've ever done on a tour before. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, just, just pure power. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about Travis uh, yeah. Barker here, the drummer for Blink-182. I remember the first time I trained him, I gave him a three-minute round, and at the end of the round, he was breathing like this. <laughs> and I pushed him, and he was like, Yeah, it's, it's soul-destroying as a trainer. You're oh, like, no. you've been blasting him. I'm so getting out like, of breath. So I trained like, him next round. I thought, like, I'm going to push the bass at this time. <laughs> so I pushed him and pushed him and pushed him. End of the round, just exactly like this. I was like, how fit is this fella? So then I thought, right, I'm not even going to give you a rest this round. Went straight through, done a six-minute round with a minute rest, seven minutes total. See him? Oh, 
Like, this is unbelievable. He's like a freak. It's sure. just un- unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I mean, so it's good for musicians, for, for and we get actors in here who want to play in roles as well. Mm. One thing we haven't really touched on is what you're actually learning. You're learning is it not, not so much a, a sport, but not yeah. so much a self-defense, but you learn how to how to throw a punch, yeah. which is which is self-defense, really. Yeah. And I tell all I tell parents when we're teaching kids is like once a kid learns how to throw a punch, it sticks. It's like riding a bike; it sticks with you for the rest of your life. I think I think a couple of months of boxing for a young kid, and they're going to have that tool if I, I hope they never do need it. But if they need it, they're going to throw that right hand. Well, right. with that, I mean. To address the the parents, uh, you know, it, when you're teaching a kid to box, what it does is give them that that level of confidence to where if they're at school and, and they're getting picked on or they're in a situation where there's about to be a fight, they know I can, I know how to fight. I don't need to fight, so they, right. they'll walk away. You know, it's I think it's more it'll actually pull them out of I think situations where they actually might end up in a fight because so they it, it, they know like okay I, th- this guy doesn't you know I'll walk away right. I don't need to fight this guy the guys yeah. who can talk a big game will will start and talk and the guys right. who don't need to have anything to prove will just yeah. whatever so I'm, ele- I'm 11 year old I've been boxing for a year and I hang around with these guys, these kids on bikes that were all 12 and 13 year old <laughs> back in Sunderland right and this is, is this the story wait no, you've not heard this one before. And I'm, so we're riding around on our bikes, and there's one lad who's got a big mouth, and I'm scared of him. I'm so scared of him because he's like the cocky one and all that, and he's and he's just got a mouth on him. So we're playing on our bikes, and uh, we all turned, and I never knew the turn. And anyway, I went in the back of him, and he fell off his bike, and he got off his bike, and I had freckles on my face, and I <laughs> I hate I hate because I used to get bullied for my freckles on my face, so it's stuck in the back. Anyway, he started giving a shit, you freckly bastard, and pushed us and all that. Pushes, come on, come on. And I was so scared I didn't want to fight. Yeah. Right? I'd been boxing for a year. I threw a right hand and he disappeared. I was like, boom. It was like, boom. And he just disappeared. He dropped to the floor that fast. Yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa. Then he got up and he went, oh, I'm sorry, I'm only what, we? Yeah. And I was like, shit, he's 13. I was 11. Back then, it's a, it's a big age gap. Yeah. So that just shows there, like, I, I done it on a, a reaction. You know, so that's what that's another benefit of boxing. Yeah. If a guy who's two years older and you and you ride on your bike room and he picks on you, you're gonna just chin <laughs> him and he's gonna disappear. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, I've still got a scar on my knuckle off his tooth, by the way, off all them years ago. So that's another benefit there for for people if you ever need it. You know, if it, yeah, the benefit they're gonna get from coming to the, you can knock people out if you want. <laughs> right. So we've got some. I mean. We've got, we've got some questions here from Facebook. If you've got any more questions on Facebook, you can keep asking them and we're going to answer them. And the first one is of uh, Ray Diaz. Diaz. Is teaching a kid to box uh, promoting violence? And this is a great question. This is, uh, some people think this, some arseholes think this, but like I just said, if I never knew boxing when I was on that bike when I was 11 years old, this big kid bully would have, punched me in the face or whatever and I would have been lost all my confidence and yeah. all that but because I knew boxing and I had that instant reaction you know that gave me more confidence so it's, it's like not prom- it's like not promoting violence at all what Kev said a minute ago as well it's like it's more likely gonna cause if you've got that confidence they're more likely to walk away from a violent situation right unless it's absolutely necessary and it's the, it's the last yeah. uh, stance to take in <clears throat> to defend yourself it's also an important thing to address when you are working with a kid of that age say look I'm going to show you how to to, to, to use use your hands and leverage your body and, and throw hard punches, but it's not don't don't use this 
unless you have to. You right. Know, that, and that'll give them that, that confidence and that wherewithal to, to stay composed in those situations and, and at, the, at, at the very least be able to protect themselves like you had to. But most of the time, they'll, they'll just be able to walk away and right. say, look, like, I, don't, you know, I, don't want to, I don't want anything to do with this. And so I, I think it actually does the reverse as uh, yeah. uh, of reproduction. And in these boxing gyms, like where I grew up in, in Sunderland, the, it's a lot of discipline. It's, it's so much discipline that you get inbreded in you. Uh, so you're not going to go out there and you, you kind of get taught, you kind of grow a little family around you, a little community of people who've not had the best uh, upbringings. And you get that discipline so you're not promoting violence, you, you, you're actually l- learning respect. Because yes. in, in, yeah. in the gym I was at, the trainer, I've got, I've got his tattoo on my leg, Bobby, if I remember before he kicked us out of the gym, like if you, if you were cheeky or you're doing something stupid, get out of the gym, you, you're gone home, you're not training today. And I was like, you were devastated. Yeah. So you'd be on your best behavior. And that, I mean, for that, for that, <laughs> I mean, I can't really see it, but I've, since I've retired from boxing, I've worked with some kids. That's what these kids need. Right. You know, yeah. if it's in Los Angeles or what, that's the sort of discipline these need to help them grew up to be rather than rather than being spoiled to grow yeah. up to be better human beings i really believe that yeah definitely it teaches commitment i think which is a, a big thing you know you, you you don't you have to earn things and, and yeah and to come in here and and know that well this isn't for granted i, I don't necessarily i'm not always going to have this opportunity it, it teaches you commitment and, and and how to get better at something and, and to progress at something rather than just going to do something and you know maybe they like it maybe they don't right big time i think i think that's huge and I mean, who, who am I to tell people how to bring your kids up? I just know how I got brought up, and I think it's done, done me well. So we've got some questions here, and because I'm not a very good reader, do you want to read them out, Glenn? From Linny Heal, what was your best fight? Well, I think you've already told the story, <laughs> Yeah, when I was 11, <laughs> I was on the bike. <laughs> no, I, do you know what? I, I mean, talking about boxing, so this is... My, my, I've had two best fights... Well, th- I know I had loads, but the best, the best one was obviously winning the Olympic medal. But apart from that, I had a fight I fought in Sunderland, two, two fights in Sunderland. One was an amateur. Uh, I boxed the, the Danish champion and I stopped him in the third round. It was absolutely amazing. And then the one that I posted, I think everyone's seen that on my Instagram where I come walk out the ring. Second pro fight was that? My second pro fight I fought in Sunderland. I sold like 1,700 tickets within an hour. It was unbelievable, mate. It was unbelievable. And then the 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 atmosphere when I walked out in in front of that crowd, it made us fill up my eyes. Yeah. I'm walking out to, to a fight about to fight someone. Luckily, he was the worst person I've ever fought. <laughs> <laughs> but the emotion, chanting my name and and touching my gloves and and just like the love for me was unbelievable. That after winning the Olympic medal, even though I've got two kids, that was the best experience in my life. Better than having kids. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. But I'm telling you, that's the, that, that's, the, that's the truth. It was unbelievable. So that was my best fight. It's probably what you missed the most about it. I mean, for any athlete. Right. Like performing in front of... I hate, I hate being in front of a crowd. I hate, I hate talk public speaking, but performing... Says he's on a podcast. But performing your sport or whatever it is that you do in front of a crowd and hearing their reaction, hearing them, right. their encouragement, and their, that, that to me is what I miss the most. I've never performed probably in uh, a big of a crowd as, as you have, but I think... That that feeling, those emotions, is what I miss more than anything yeah. when competing. And you're talking about the basketball. 
or when you're boxing, you're yeah. fight as well. So Kev had a, had yeah. a few fights in college and you had the same, like a crowd chanting your name and was, or, yeah. or seeing that yeah. video. I mean, it wasn't, let's be real, it wasn't like a, it was a sanctioned amateur fight. It was more of like a tough man thing. It was a fight night at college, uh, University of Kentucky. And it was incredible though. I mean, we, I think there was like three or 4,000, you know, kids there and, and, you know, wow. one size so, chanting my name, the other size chanting the other kid's name. Yeah. It, was, it was amazing. I was nervous as fuck. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I could barely walk. My legs were so weak, but it was it was it was pretty amazing. Like you said, the thing you miss, and that that's that's one thing that you you do miss because you're on the highest of highs. I guess it's like heroin. So and then you come back down. Even though I've got a great life now, I'm in Los Angeles and sure. we're killing it here. It's like how am I, how am I going to get? back up to there it's, it's not going to happen yeah. so that, that that's I think a hard thing for me as I think most athletes mm-hmm. when they retire it's like you, you, how, can, how can you get that buzz how can you chase that again you can't it's gone yeah. Yeah. once it's gone it's gone uh, so we've got some more questions go on <laughs> uh, Shade Kelly Shade asks, Kelly alright Shade how's it going uh, what have you found is the best remedy for Jokic What's a jockish? Why are you looking at me? Because it's American. <laughs> it's a very American You don't know what jockish is? Yeah, I know what it is. Um, what is it? Ask Stephen. Is that when you eat your balls? <laughs> yeah, we should ask Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll have Stephen send you an email. Uh, Chris, I uh, can't read his last name. Fairhune, is it? Uh, what's the most common mistake in boxing training? Uh, I mean, we kind of touched on that before. I, I think it's the, the breathing. Breathing and, and not using tight, yeah. not using your legs. You know, it's a lot of arm punches. Yeah, yeah a lot of arm punches. Not turning your hips. So the, that's I think the most common thing is holding your breath when you when you when you're boxing all together. Trying to punch too hard without technique. Yeah, you know, power is going to come from technique and timing. That's what we not talked about from, with men. Yeah, yeah, not it, from like tightening up your neck and not you know so swinging. This is by Chris Fern. So he's asking about if. If someone wants to learn more about like boxing training, I'll learn how to teach boxing. How can how can they do that? Uh, <laughs> oh no! This <laughs> is another sales pitch by the Boxing Burn Academy, the world's number one boxing fitness certification course. Go to boxingburnacademy.com. We do certifications. Kev's got the manual there. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it. Uh, so anyway. No, nah, I'm not a salesman. That wasn't the plug. Oh, yeah, f- just forget that. You just come and do a private with me. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Com Andreas Velardi. Didn't she do the academy? I recognise that name. Yeah. Hey Tony, Kevin Glenn, I miss uh, Boxing Burn. Can't wait to come back and bring a guest. All right, sounds good, Andreas. See sounds you soon. good. Thanks for that. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you. So, I mean, we've we kind of drifted off the benefits of boxing, but I'm sure you got a lot from that. I think we we've talked about quite a bit of the benefits of boxing, but I think. I mean, let's let's do this. Let's end on this. Let's give two benefits of boxing each. Kev, you go, then Glenn, and I'll go. All right. I'm going to say brain health. Yeah. Big one on that. And then I'm going to say uh, uh, functional strength. That's that's a big, fancy... All right. Glenn? I'd say weight loss, if that's your goal. Weight, fat loss, if that's your goal. And peak physical fitness. And I would see it, I mean, they're, they're, all, they're all great. I would see it uh, the same. No, yeah. I, I would see it stress, stress reliever. I think yeah, it's great for stress relievers. I'm talking about what, what I've heard from people. And then personally is like the self-defense side, learn how to punch if you ever need it. I think everyone should have that tool in their toolbox. Yep. So if anyone wants to learn how to do that, where do they go? 
<laughs> couple of boxes in Bern. Uh, no, so I mean, that's it. Any anything else on on this, boys? No, I think we've we've hit some good points. Hopefully, people can take some stuff away from that, and uh, we'll hopefully see a few faces in the gym out of it. <laughs> no, so so th- thank you for listening. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with our on our Instagram. It's at Boxing Life, and Glenn's wrote a little comment here. Tell it, give our individual Instagrams out. So, Glenn, what's uh, it's yours? Not, it's not my writing that. So, Glenn's, mine's at. Glenn Holmes LA, which is Glenn with two N's, H O L M E S L A. And then Kev? Uh, it's just Instagram for the most part. It's just uh, at Kevin, K E V A N underscore Watson, W A T S O N. Kev Van. So it's like, Kevon. A, it's Kevin. like, it's like a van. Kevon. You know what? Someone sent us a resume in to date for, for a job interview. Really? And I seen it was Kevin spelled with a Y. Kev Y N. Really? I've never seen that before. I've never seen that. anyone. Yeah, so I just had a Facebook request from some other KEVAN today, actually. Kevan. 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 So follow Kevan and follow Glenn. Yeah, if anyone, Instagram. just speaking of Instagrams and stuff and contact information, if anyone listens to this and has uh, questions about gym or training or fitness, whatever, hit us up. We're, we're available. Yeah, we're available to answer questions. And like, like I said before, I know I've joked about it a little bit here. We're not salesmen. We're not trying to sell you anything. The the bit the, the boxing business is booming but we really can't help you if you want to create your own boxing business if you got any questions about the business of the boxing fitness industry i mean i'd say now we're experts at it so we can we can help anyone out there so sure. yeah feedback for the podcast uh, keep it coming and yeah like you I want said, to talk about these new kendrick shirts that are for sale or you don't want to sell anything right <laughs> no that's not a shirt it's actually kendrick how's it going <laughs> so thank you for listening to the boxing life podcast or thank you for watching on youtube uh, And until next time, we'll see you later.